Hi. Can you, can you start with introducing yourself? Hey, so my name is Diana. I'm 27 and I'm a teacher for young kids. And where are you from? Um, I'm from Russia. Okay. And do you do you have a partner or do you have kids? No, neither of these. Nope. Okay. And how, how do you feel right now? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm still a little bit nervous. Because it's the first time of the interviewing, podcasting or anything. But at the same time, a little bit calm. So I want to talk about what, what are you worried about? So what, what would you say that is the most, what are you most worried about? There are a lot of things that I think are worrying right now. Um, one of the most important things would be the, I think, environmental crisis that is happening, the pollution of the ocean, which is immense, the fact that we are going to have the temperature increase by 2030. Everything is pretty devastating, and we are already experiencing a lot of natu natural disasters, like forest fires and everything. Mm. Do you do something about it? Well, um, <laughs> I think I am being conscious about being when being in nature so i'm not leaving anything after myself not no no traces like um i do not make fires and i always take the things that i brought back with me like not leaving any trash or anything trying to use public transport more and pretty much this yeah not buying extra clothes Trying not to overconsume in general, only the things that I need. Hmm. How do you imagine the future in like 10 or 20 or 30 years? I feel like we are going to suffer through multiple wars in different parts of the planet. And regarding the climate, I think that we as humans are learning things the hard way so unless it really strikes so that everyone can be really put in some kind of danger or really see the potential of being eradicated from the planet i think only then we will understand that something needs to be changed and we'll be ready to change what do you think it should be changed Education. I think it always starts with education and mental health care. So if we start some kind of mandatory courses at school, maybe, about ecology, recycling, just being more conscious about nature, 
then it could help to raise new generations that would be more aware of the issues. And also making the campaigns present all over the planet. I mean, the governmental campaigns that would educate people first on the problem because not everyone knows that the problem exists. So spreading awareness would be maybe step one. And then again, in encouraging people to follow this. I don't know. How do you think, like if there is no more oil in the future, how do you think people will move? Well, there are always bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> bicycles, horses. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it it's, pos it's possible making electro cars or maybe inventing the new type of engines mm -hmm. and, mach and machines. But electric looks kind of possible to execute to me. Do you identify to a political party? Not really, because to me it looks like all they do is trying to kind of prove their worth or prove that they are right, but they're not actually bringing the change that is needed. So it all becomes the fight of the who is right, who is wrong, instead of actually looking for solutions that would work. You think they are not efficient and kind of useless? Clearly they are not efficient. Because if we look what is happening, how can it be called efficient? Mm -hmm. do, do you vote? Uh, no, I skipped the voting because mm. from where I'm from, it doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you the most proud of? I think about staying human and true to the values of humanity, like appreciating humans' life, respecting humans' dignity, and wishing for the change, I think. Believing that we are better than that. Maybe this. How do you do this? How do I stay proud? <laughs> How do you stay human? Well, at first you learn what it means to be human and like do, which values do you identify with? So you can start with, I think, being kind to yourself and to the people around you trying to be empathetic and understand that everyone is human and we are kind of going, everyone is going through some sort of struggles and it's up to us not to add more struggles to each other's plates, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's getting rare, people being human. <laughs> you can definitely be proud like 
it's not something that is easy anymore. Why do you think people are not so empathetical and human anymore? I didn't say that they're not like this anymore. <laughs> like, I didn't say it was different in the past. I think, actually, it is much better than it was in the past. I just think that it could be even more better. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I interpreted my own idea. Um, so you... Because it... Go ahead. Okay, so in, in the past, I think people used to kind of suppress emotions more in order to seem more tough. And it, it was not maybe that common being open with emotions and sharing like what you really feel. I think you were supposed to keep the face. And now it becomes more recognized that it is okay to not be okay. So you, you are, your way to do this is to be kind with yourself and with other people, right? I think so, yeah. Because if people around you see that you are not being aggressive to them and that you are not trying to take advantage over them or attack them, then my experience shows that people are actually being well they are respecting you and returning you the same but how do you react if people are um, mean to you or aggressive leave the situation <laughs> <laughs> kind of stop it from happening <laughs> i see um do you identify to um, a philosophical way or school So I can't say that I'm an expert in philosophy and that I don't and that I know much, but I kind of like the idea of absurdism, like everything is absurd and chaotic and kind of meaningless, but that's why it's also fun. So I would probably go with this. I'm not sure. So you think everything is meaningless? Um, right. Sort of, yeah, because it anything can be Anyway, like everything is possible and what we see now around us is only a matter of choice of people before us. Like people before us decided that it should be this way and that's why we see what we see. But if it was more random and people in the past took different decisions, then our present would look differently. So it's all kind of absurd. Hmm. Well, at least to me. <laughs> Do, do you believe in astrology? <laughs> um, I, I don't really know. Hmm. I don't really know. I mean, it's, it's fun to learn about it. Uh, it's fun to think about it. But about actually if it works in real life or not, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't really believe in it. I'm much closer to thinking that we are in some sort of a weird simulation and that everything is programmed. So astrology doesn't look that 
real to me, maybe, I don't know. But I love learning about it, either way. Do you think there is a um, God? I think we are stepping on the shaky ground, because to me there are no gods. It's completely a made-up concept of humanity. <laughs> that we use to kind of comfort ourselves that it's not that bad it's a plan or that afterlife we are going to have a better life than we have now and it's also a way for people to have a moral code for people who cannot make their own moral code i think and yeah of course not, i forgot to mention that it's a great way to rule the crowds hmm. yeah and control so you don't think there is like some uh, some magic in the world some energies or a presence or something i used to think that there was some kind of fate or magic but now it it all looks random to me <laughs> like the world of random events So I think that nope. For me, it's more boring. So what is motivate? What is motivating you? In, if nothing has a meaning. Death. The fact that everyone will die, myself included. So I have a limited amount of time to do something that will make me not regret living my life the way I'm doing it. I think death is motivating. So you just, because regrets are painful, you don't want regrets. So you just do what would give you the least regrets. I think so, yeah. So life is about making choices. And if I know that I'm going to be regretting this and instead of this I can do something that will be more meaningful to me, then I want to choose this. Yeah, it makes sense. And are you interested into Buddhism and other philosophy like um, Stoicism and I don't know what else there is. So, are you, I... Mm -hmm. Are you against them or... You just think absurdism is more... I am not against religions and I appreciate the cultural impact they had on the civilization. Like, out of all religions, I think I... I would more naturally go with Buddhism because they have the principles of being non-violent and kind of appreciating the life forms existing on the planet. Also trying to detach from material possessions and everything. So I have a big respect for Buddhism, but I'm not a Buddhist myself. Um, what, what do you think about Christians? Um, so, as as long as they do not have me involved in their 
view on the world, I'm okay. <laughs> but when they start imposing their views on me or on other people, claiming that this is the only way to live the life and the world should be this, not that, then it becomes kind of disturbing. And oh. it looks a bit psychotic to me. Are your parents uh, Christian or Catholics? Oh, no, my family is atheistic. <laughs> they are atheists. Hmm. That's... So maybe maybe that's why my background is just different. Isn't, isn't it unusual or is it common in, in your place? I think it's it used to be more widespread in the past, but now people are going back to religion, so now it's more uncommon, I would say. Because I can see more people around being Orthodox Christian somehow. Not not the not my peers, but I'm talking more about our parents' generation, I think. Mm. You think people are going back to religion? And because I think it naturally happens in the times of uncertainty or something. Mm. Like people need some support system and they reach for what is closer to them. So every city has a lot of churches and mosques as well. You think it's reassuring? For them, yeah. For it's people who believe in God, it's definitely reassuring. Because they get the huge community supporting them, some idea of what it's going to be in the future, some understanding. Like the Bible basically tells you what it's going to be like during the apocalypse and everything. So you're kind of prepared, not know what to expect. Everything is clear. So you don't need to be... You don't need to doubt anything and create the rules yourself. You just follow. But you don't need to be reassured. You're not you're not anxious or scared. Oh, I'm very I'm very anxious and very scared. Mm. I just don't find reassurance in the idea of a deity a kind of conducting the events here. Because if you think about this, then it looks like a a very fierce deity, bloodthirsty. And why would I praise such a deity? So how do you deal with anxiety? I let it happen. I let myself be anxious <laughs> and still trying to change something in my life, what is manageable, what I can do. You don't do anything, so you just watch it. Kind of, yeah, observe. Yeah. Be anxious. <laughs> well, ask ask, um, ask my friends, close friends, for support. Like, it's natural to share the kind of fears or why we're anxious, support each other, reassure, help. So you think uh, education Improving education would make the world a better place, right? And mental health. Yep. Mental health care. And are you planning on, on doing this yourself? 
I'm already a teacher and I try to at least create safe emotional environment for kids during class. Like it's okay to make mistakes. The world is not going to blow if you fail the test or something. It's okay. You can retake it or just trying to build the culture of supporting your group mates, being kinder to each other. So this is the sphere where I can actually change something in the future. I think if I have such an opportunity, I would love to, mm, I think, introduce psychology into the daily life of people kind of more so that maybe again I would start from school like having the classes of emotional intelligence or teaching people how to build relationships with each other like be it friendships or I don't know work relationships anything and I think if when people kind of figure out the communication thing I think then the world will already be better because it will be easier to listen to each other and comprehend and find solutions together rather than fighting each other. Who was your, who is this, what education do you, do, did you get? Well, who? I went to the regular school at first, then to the Lyceum, which is a slightly more advanced kind of school. And after that, I went to uni and I'm a bachelor in pedagogy. So what do you think about, the, about this? Was it enjoyable or any, any critics? The process of education. <laughs> <laughs> um, so regular school is definitely the most critiqued thing here because it is kind of bureaucratized a lot and the focus is shifted from learning to just putting a tick on the list that you kind of have been present there you took all the tests and everything and i think school, regular schools kind of kill the curiosity in general because Again, you think more about getting the mark so that you can have it on your final diploma and then you can go somewhere else to get a job. So you're not thinking about learning, but you think about um, showing your performance, sort of. However, in the private institutions, like, like lyceums, private schools, the situation is much better. And it was the, one of the best experiences in my life, I think, going to a private school which I am very lucky and privileged in a way to have this, to have had this opportunity. What do you think yeah, about? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I wanted to say that in uni, it was um, for, for me, because I chose what I wanted to choose and I went with my heart for it. So for me, it was an enjoyable experience of learning. But it, I know the areas where it still could be improved more. Yeah, that's it. What do you think about the younger generation?
I think they are kinder, maybe. And I think they are more psychologically aware at sometimes. Like, I can see kids saying such wise things and acting accordingly that I, I'm just left surprised sometimes. Like, they respect each other's differences and they try to make each other feel comfortable. Yeah, I, I actually think I'm kind of proud of them. And At least the kids that I see. <laughs> so it's a, the one you see in uh, in your classes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do not teach at regular school. I teach um, kind of private classes, so it is slightly different because it's kind of depends on the people who made the conscious choice of attending. So it's already a bit different. I understand that. What do you think makes a good teacher? Well, two components, I think. Knowing of your subject <laughs> and being empathetic. And I don't want to say like being a friend, but at least being the supportive kind of teacher, I think. So that your students know that they can rely on you in a way like you are not being passive aggressive or mocking them or abusing them yeah and i i think i heard you laughing <laughs> i did i did um what do you think about the older generation then so the older generations will be different from country to country right Mm -hmm. because of different cultural and historical backgrounds. So here they are different, really. There are people who are really intelligent and well-mannered, and they are, like, I really respect them for the knowledge they have and the culture and everything. Um, at the same time, there are people who are completely, I don't know, oblivious sometimes and it looks like they forgot what it is to to be a decent human i don't know they don't have the this emotional education that the younger generation have i think yeah because they were taught to suppress more not to show it, and now they are trying to make everyone around do the same. Because it's painful to see other people doing what you have been forbidden. Because I think they are this way because of the way they were raised. People don't just randomly become mm, defensive. I think it's because of the background that they have, the conditions that they lived in. So why do you think the new generation is like this? So all the disclaimers, <laughs> let's have them. Apart from that, that 
everything is different in different countries. So here, this new generation, Gen Z, they are different because they, first of all, have more opportunities. Um, so they are, they have more freedom to choose what to look like, what to act like, how to spend time. Um, they have the full access to the internet, so they know what it is like in other cities, in other countries. And the mass media culture kind of becomes universal now. And I think that Gen Z looks probably much similar in many places around the world right now. And again, TikToks, YouTube, they, I think they get a lot of their awareness from there. I think they are learning from there. And, well, emotional intelligence is also among the things that they are picking up from there. At least from my point of view. Yeah, because when you are on internet, you are in front of a screen with a machine. You're not in front of someone. So who can you learn? I mean, isn't it better to learn emotional intelligence to make experience with other humans than with a machine? Mm, I think that's not exactly my point. I'd rather meant that they accidentally stumble upon psychological educational videos like you know when mm. they teach you about boundaries or ways to support someone or there are a lot of tiktoks about how what good friends do and how you can support so i think you kind of watch all these stories and you learn from them and then you see the same situations happening in real life and you are more equipped and aware like when in my childhood, when I saw someone crying, like, of course, we hugged each other and everything, but still, you were never sure what exactly to say, like, how to put it into words, how to express your support. And now, I I think it becomes easier for people. What did, um, what helped you the most? In your life with what <laughs> with, with everything i would say this is a very broad question um i think maybe being open to different perspectives and possibilities like i try to learn about anything on the whole for example, I was really into figuring out the meaning of life when I was in high school and in uni. And what I did, I tried to research all religions existing. And this helped me come to a conclusion that, first of all, it was not my thing. And second of all, that to me, it's kind of meaningless, I guess. But again, to come to these conclusions, I did my research my own what do you think is the most important thing in life 
It's a hard question, and the answer will be different for everyone. Well, for me, I think it would be love, I guess, and not only romantic love. There are different kinds of love. The love that you can share with your friends, with your family, making people that matter to you feel special and appreciated. Like, the last thing I would want to do is to kind of have people around me who are important, unaware of the fact that they are really important. So, yeah, probably love. Do you have regrets? I think no, maybe. Regrets are kind of pointless because you cannot change anything. The only thing you can do is not let it happen again or change the future. If you had like one wish, what, what would you, what it would be? <laughs> oh, I need to think about it. The possibilities are close to eternity. I would wish for unlimited amount of wishes. <laughs> I was go I was go I was gonna say you can't do this, <laughs> but you didn't, so I can. <laughs> you didn't put any restrictions, so yeah. I'm going with unlimited wishes. So now you have unlimited wishes. What what would be your first <laughs> wish? Okay, I think I would want people to stop all the wars and start talking instead. Talking to who? To each other? To each other, yeah. of course. Like trying to communicate ideas and looking for solutions instead of being violent. So you would just forbid violence in the world? Mm, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. I don't think you can forbid violence. Just was. Yeah, I think it, this answer might sound kind of childish maybe, but yeah, I think I would try to forbid the wars. I don't know how it would work, but since it's the magical universe and I have an unlimited amount of wishes, why not trying? Yeah, so just wars. Like you, you, you keep the violence, but not the organized. You, you asked me. You asked me about my very first wish, out of the unlimited number. So the very first one would be this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just asking precisions about it because I, I'm, I struggle to imagine what it would be like. Well, I think it makes sense to wish for all kinds of violence to stop. But again, the notion of violence involves so many other aspects. So I would kind of need more and more wishes to clarify it. And in the end, we would still come to the idea of mental health and communication. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like the root, the, the root will be the same anyways. 
And you didn't say violence, you said uh, wars. Yeah, because this is the most troublesome part now in the modern world, I think. So I would stop this first, then I would think about environment. And it all would mean that I would also need to make a lot of wishes about changing the educational system, the mental health um, availability. Like, I mean, the mental health help availability for all the people. I keep wondering. I keep wondering about what do you think is a war? Because it's. Uh, I mean, it's not very precise. Like they could say, no, it's not a war, but still do violence. But so, what I call a war is when one group of people decides to go and physically being physically violent to another group of people because they cannot verbally communicate something so this is what i call a war it can be a local war between villages or something it can be a local war of groups of teenagers it also can be a war on the size of countries So, so, two people is a group. <laughs> okay, no. I, I, I stop bothering well, you. No, 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 you can continue. It's, it just becomes more fun and weird. <laughs> I don't know. I th Okay, let's change my first wish. Okay, it, it will be trying to let all people have access to mental health help and psychology making it a part of the life of all people mm. so that everyone can have sessions with psychologists or psychotherapists and i want it to be the normal part of life like when people feel that things are getting out of control and they cannot really do anything i would rather want them to know that there is such an option of having a psychology session and kind of talking it out, getting the instruments of how you can deal with it. So would it be like a magic, like everyone has their own personal uh, therapist, like magical therapist, or would it be more like they have a free access to some places of around they can get therapy? I think we, with my perfect world, we will need to restructure all the governments and the institutions and to change the whole system completely. But yeah. I think it's it's for another discussion. <laughs> How many wishes did you ask for? I don't remember. Unlimited. Unlimited, no, you, of course. I think you didn't say a number. I thought you said... I said a, an, an unlimited amount of wishes. I was okay. smart. I, I thought you said a number. No, 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 no. Yeah. Otherwise, it must be a big number. Um, you can be concerned concerned already because I have a limited amount of wishes. Um, what are you the most afraid of? Or oh, your biggest fear? Mm. 
I think I'm afraid of people who do not understand what they are doing. Or just violent people, I don't know. Like sometimes people believe in some sort of an idea and they realize that it was wrong only later. And then it can kind of break them. So I'm afraid of people who do not realize what they're doing. And also people who realize what they're doing perfectly well. <laughs> and just choosing it. So yeah, I think violence maybe. You think people are violent? No, okay. Not, not only because I don't think. Hmm. I see. Um, are you a feminist? Of course I am. How can you be a woman and not a feminist? <laughs> It's either you are a feminist or you are a sexist. So how do you um, express it? How do you? What it's like to be a, a woman in in Russia? You ask me so many questions, so many separate ones. So first of all, what it means to be a feminist? Yeah. So I think it's respecting. To me, it means just respecting and seeing the same value in women that you do in men. That's it. Simple. Like just basic human respect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, a, it's really a complex subject. What it's like being a woman in Russia... I think um, it's different, like different for different people again. So for some people, it means that your main goal in life would be creating a family, having kids and everything. For other people, it would be achieving something, learning, traveling, teaching, maybe. It's... I think it's the same for many countries. Like, the pattern is the same. There are people who are kind of following the old way of things where the main focus for women was supposed to be family and kids and marriage. And there is also the new way of things where you um, are aware of yourself as of a human being with its own kind of maybe wishes and interests and desires and opportunities, perspectives to grow. And you decide not to choose only one thing, but instead you can choose all of them. Like you do not have to choose only this or this, you can have both. I'm not sure if I'm being too vague or, or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, but I... Uh... I wonder how do you what kind of things make you think there is um sexism? Well it's enough to read the news, I guess, and to walk out <laughs> <laughs> of your house to see it. Like um I think women around the world can relate to this like you are afraid to walk out in the night 
you are always conscious about your taxi drives and you want to share the location with your friends so that they know where you are. Like when you go on dates, you will most likely tell where you are going and who you're going with or something. Like you are consciously aware about your safety all the time. Also, don't don't even start me talking about the medicine in many parts of the world. Like in many parts, you cannot take decisions about your own body if you're a woman. In many parts of the world, abortions are kind of restricted and forbidden, which is to at least to me this is just outrageous because just because why, why do you think that why do you think they are doing it to have control i guess i don't know it, it seems to me that um a lot of people who are in charge of decision making they are kind of old school people who have their own understanding of how the world should be like and we shouldn't forget that there are not many women in charge in lawmaking and everything so it's mostly men who think that they understand what it should be like but if you actually asked people who are making babies conceiving going through pregnancy i think they should be the ones deciding something about their bodies not some random people who don't even have uteruses because it's so weird. And also, I, I'm really sorry. I think this is kind of one of the things that annoys me so much that I can go on and on because really this is something that we face almost on the daily basis. So there are so many aspects to this. Like you would never think of them unless you are a, a woman. Like what? even visits to the doctors, like gynecologists. This is one of the most unpleasant experiences that you go through because just not to mention the mere discomfort of being in front of a kind of a new person, a stranger, then also um doctors I I don't know about other countries, but I don't think that many doctors receive the trainings on how to communicate with their patients and everything, how to make the process comfortable how to help people feel more relaxed so sometimes it really feels very discomfortable i don't know and there are many aspects it's just the only examples that i came up with but there are a lot of things and when you kind of see them around you you just really start understanding that everything is really Dimmed up. What do you think is the best quality of women in general? Patience. <laughs> I think it's patience. I don't know. Would you consider yourself as a strong woman? Again, there are different definitions of strong. Physically strong, definitely not. I am kind of weak. And I am very aware of our differences in anatomy and that I I will not be able to reach the same physique levels as men. And honestly, I do not even strive for it. I don't see any point. I'm kind of okay with what my body is able to give me. Um, If I think about if I am emotionally strong or mentally strong or not, I think kind of. 
kind of yes. Do you want children? Do you want kids? Um, in five or six years, maybe, yes. When I am more financially stable and when I have more life experience, I think, yeah, I do want kids. Then uh, if um, life becomes so complicated because of climate change, Well, I think so, still, yes, because I think we can change it. Mm -hmm. like, like, I still want to believe that we will come to some point of environmental discomfort and that we will start changing something. And I do think that if there are more healthy families who can consciously be educating their kids about environment, then we could help it, I think. So, yep. Mm, what do you think we should do to uh, improve this problem with the climate and the environment? We should get mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we should educate people, make them aware. This would be the first step. Like, I don't know, we should mm, make it a part of the news blog. Like, I would want every channel to be translating every time they are reporting news. I would want to have statistics on how it is changing a note of what impact we are having so that people can kind of live with it for a while and settle with the idea that everything is kind of disturbing already and it is going to be even more disturbing. And yeah, I think when people become more aware of it, they will naturally want to see more change. Also, I think we need more recycling stations. <laughs> so I think that you start with educating people what's happening, you build the desire for the change, and then you give people the opportunity where to put this energy to, like cleaning together the, the place where you live, um, sorting the trash, recycling, and maybe introducing more public transport options so that people can switch from... Um, private cars to, I don't know, electro buses or electro trains or something. Is there something you want to talk about? <laughs> well, there are a lot of things I like talking about. But right now, I think we discussed many broad things for one podcast so I don't really know Is there a book or a movie who influenced you a lot or the most? Hmm. I think the dystopian genre was the one that influenced me the most like I read 1984 when I was in the 10th grade maybe I read it during one night 
and this book kind of broke me and my life was divided like before and after and i think it really helped me to develop the understanding of how things can actually be like what you see can be actually very different from what is actually happening and now i am always aware of it like there are different levels to trying to manipulate people situations so yeah i think the dystopian genre was the one that influenced me the most which book would like what was the name of the book oh 1984 by george orwell mm. but there there are also much more like uh 451 degree fahrenheit um we by zamiatin also animal farm by george orwell there are a lot of them all right then it's time for the last question before the end is um it's not a question um can you give an advice or to the younger generation like or um, a message in a bottle what would you be what what it would be oh that's a beautiful question i would i think i would say the future is in your hands maybe what a nice something wi- something vague <laughs> dumbledore like i don't know <laughs> it's a nice well of course i can say don't mess it up <laughs> i don't know but the future is in your hands sounds less pressuring i guess <laughs> i don't know it's a nice future we we give to them. Mm, indeed <laughs> all right future in your hand all right thank you diana thank you pierre that was an interesting discussion